Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Hello and welcome into an emergency edition of Cardinals Corner. He is on the phone. His name is Tyler Drake. He's Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter. I am Eric Ruby. and We're usually here after every single Cardinals game. But there was no Cardinals game today. But there was a lot of Cardinals news. No longer the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals is Cliff Kingsbury. No longer the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals is Steve Keim. Tyler, you were there. You heard Michael Bidwell speak today. Instant reactions to Black Monday in the Valley. Uh, instant, re- instant reactions is I just, I think we all expected this to come down the wire some way or the other. Maybe not exactly how it went today, but at the end of the day, that's what it was. And, and it was the right move. If you're going to make the change, you got to do it now. You got to put the, put the ball in motion. And yeah, you know, Steve Kime has resigned. Uh, I think Bidwell even said he talked to him last week about that. So that's, been done and then uh today he fired a uh, head coach cliff kingsbury so the era of cliff and steve is now kaput and we turn our attention to the horizon of the new head coach and gm whoever that's going to be and it sounds like it's going to be a uh as michael bidwell said he is going to cast a net far and wide so it's going to be the arizona fisherman for the next couple of months like this? There's an incredible sense of urgency. And believe me, I've been on the phone and exchanging texts and messages and phone calls and getting the input of a lot of folks and trying to get a 360-degree view of a number of candidates. There is no fixed list at this point. I'm trying to cast the net as far and wide as I can. He's casting that net, Tyler. Something that I learned about you is you're a big fishing guy. But seriously, how important? <laughs> how important is it to not look just internally with this? No, you can't. I, you have to look at all avenues. If you look internally and go strictly internally, I think you were doing a disservice to the team, the players, the fans, the everything. I think what we saw this past season was a sign of there needs to be new blood in the, in the organization, uh, at least at the at the highest levels of you know decision makers. And I think there is some internal candidates that definitely stick out, but. They've got to do a lot of stone unturning and make sure that there is no other name outside of the organization that they want to bring in. Because I, I just, I just think it, if they're going for the reset, make it a hard reset. Go outside, get some new, uh, some, some new input, some new, new opinion, blood, some new, new blood, new feelings, whatever you want to call it, and start really clean slate. And that's what they need. They need a clean slate because their slate was incredibly dirty. Again, if you missed our post-game reaction, there's still a lot of really good stuff in there I would encourage you to go check out. Just discussing the state of the team. We talk about if Cliff Kingsbury is going to get fired, but then we talk about it like he is going to, so it's not like completely outdated. But we still wanted to come to you guys today because this is a big deal. This is big news, and now we're entering this whole reset when it comes to the Cardinals, not only in the general manager's position, but also in the head coaching position. And Michael Bidwell was asked today if he was willing to pay for 
quote, the biggest name on the market. This was after basically dodging a question about Sean Payton prior. Well, what I'm willing to do financially is get the best coach and the best GM. I, I, I don't know the biggest name uh, correlates to the best coach. So I, I guess what I would say is I, I definitely want to make sure that we get the best coach and the best general manager for this team and uh, get this team turned around as fast as we can. And I think something that you mentioned that was important, Tyler, is that you can't just look internally, but if you do feel like you have the answer internally in Vance Joseph, I don't think you can ignore that. Personally, I don't think Vance has the answers. I don't think anybody within this Cardinals organization can steer the ship the right way. Not that nobody can add any value or is right in all these situations, I think Vance Joseph is a great defensive coordinator. But you don't need a good head coach. You don't need a great head coach. You need a culture shifter. Somebody who's going to come in and change it all. So do you go with a GM first? Well, Bidwell said he wants to get a GM first. But what do you think, Tyler? Did you get that GM first or maybe not? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think you do get a GM because, like we were talking about, we got. I think we have to have to take this all as a clean slate type of move. Like, bring in a GM, let him have his input, let him have his say on who he wants to be the head coach, on who he wants just the coaching staff to. Like, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Is Bidwell? I don't think wants to make all of those decisions. I know everybody might seem like everyone might think that he wants to, but. He even said, you know, that's not really me. That's, I'm not the evaluator. So I think, I think the biggest thing right now is I, he even said it. He prefers to get a GM over a head coach, but they're also not afraid to go head coach first if it's the right move. But in my eyes, I think that's putting the cart before the horse almost. So I would say GM, head coach, that's the kind of that, – I think that's how you build it right there because – if I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the basic plan. doesn't at all with the GM. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you bring in a coach that's, that's really not meeting or gelling with the GM, then, you, then you've got problems there, and you're in a whole other issue. So I think it's got to start GM, head coach, move from there. And because you mentioned it, here's that Bidwell comment on not wanting to make roster decisions. Well, that that's largely the way it's been. I mean, normally the way I've uh, handled things is, is – um, you know, I, wa- I want to be – I want to understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. And I think that's uh, appropriate for me. But I'm not making the decisions about who we're signing and re-signing and and things like that. And I asked the question about GM head coach, not necessarily for a timing reason, like, oh, you should hire the head coach before you hire the general manager. I don't think that's the way to go. However, a lot of people, and we asked this on Burns and Gambo, in fact, it was our poll question, both Burns and Gambo and the fans all say, hey, general manager is the most important position. It's the one they need to kind of bring up and rise the most. I don't know if I agree with that. Not that it's not important because there are a lot of decisions that have been made in that front office that have hurt and impacted this team deeply and greatly. But if there's one thing the Arizona Cardinals have had, especially this season, Tyler, it's talent. It's talent, and maybe they're not deep, and maybe all the draft picks aren't great. And yes, you need a new GM to come in and change that. But when we sat down after every single game, we were scratching our heads saying, how can they not utilize these players the way they need to be utilized? I think a general manager is so important. But dude, for this situation, the head coach 
is everything. You've got a quarterback who was cited in Ian Rappaport's reasoning for Cliff not being happy is the relationship between them two. A quarterback who had a down year coming off of a knee injury. You have a completely decimated, decimated team. Young guys, old guys, all of them alike, injured, people up for contract extensions, people not. When you get a group of people together, you need to have somebody that will get the absolute most out of them. And that's the most important to me. Yeah, I just, you know, that's definitely a good point. I just think at the end of the day, it's you've got to have stability across the board. And I think that happens with a competent GM that's going to build really his coaching, you know, his coaching hire, his, his guy, like mm-hmm. that's, that's just, that's going to be a huge thing. I think if you're going to, you can't have any uh, disconnections right now. I mean, everyone's got to be on the same page if they're going to really get out of this rebuild sooner than later. So you've got to make sure that everybody is, a unified front, and I think that happens with GM first, head coach second. Well, but I'm not even. Side, I get your set. I get your side completely on. Yeah, you need to find a guy that's gonna be able to utilize everybody on that team the right way. And there's enough guys coming back that are talented enough that that has to be a pro- priority. But at the same time, Bidwell also told us he doesn't know if he wants to go off. Like he does, it doesn't really matter, offensive minded, defensive minded. It really just de- depends on who's the right fit. And, and that's fine. And. You can't have the head coach without the GM. It, they're all hand in hand. They all work together. If one's more important, less important, they still cannot exist without each other. And you need a good GM to pick a good head coach. So you can then say, well, the GM is more important. I get that argument. I, I don't disagree with that argument. But once both are hired, I'm banking on that head coach more than I'm banking on the GM. Not that you're not banking on the GM. They still have to nail the number three overall pick. They still have to extend players that they're going to be taking risks on, that have injuries, but have also been able to perform. And they're going to have to go make trades and sign people from outside and bring them in to bolster a roster that needs it. But Steve Kime could have had an impeccable roster this year. It wouldn't have mattered. They would have been better, but they wouldn't have been nearly as good as they could have been. You can have the talent. You can have the top 10 picks. And granted, you can say that with somebody different making those picks that it all changes. But at the end of the day, who's calling the plays? Who's controlling how the team is practicing? From the beginning of this last season, we have had all of these red flags pop up with Cliff Cliff Kingsbury about them not practicing hard for week one against the Chiefs and then cleaning it up for week two against the Raiders. Well, it's like, well, then why did the first part happen? Steve Kime doesn't control that stuff. Culture is not always controlled by the general manager. It's important. They contribute. But man, the guy who is interacting with them, coaching them, in charge of them, corralling them every single day, I just, I put that 1A to a 1B. And I know it's kind of splitting hairs here, but I truly feel like once the head coaching position is figured out, if they nail it, You almost could run back the roster from last season. You wouldn't want to, but you could. And I think you would have almost dramatically different results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I just think, I think that's definitely a possibility. I think there's a couple pieces that they they plug in. I think it's a couple of those free agent misses that happened at the beginning of the season with, you know, the Trayvon Mullins, the Cody Fords, the Robbie Andersons, and, 
who knows? Something could have turned around differently. But yeah, I, I think that that just that just puts more on the GM plate for me of just that the guy has to be on his P's and Q's and has to really make sure that he can be in lockstep with the head coach. And I mean, yeah, the head coach and the players definitely fought or definitely have that. You know, they've got to build that culture. But I think it it's fostered. It stems from that front office. Yeah. I, I agree. And look, they need to make changes everywhere. They they just do. And that's why Michael Bidwell goes up, fires Cliff Kingsbury. Obviously, Steve Kime not fired. But moving on from him as an organization is a very big move for how involved Steve Kime has been forever. For basically his entire professional football life. And I've got a couple cuts that I want to play for you from Michael Bidwell's press conference this morning. There's no disconnect with Cliff. Just time for a change. I don't know if there's a disconnect. There was just performance on the field. I think he put in uh, maximum effort. He he was in here, as I said earlier. There's, I've, throughout my lifetime, I've never seen a coach put in more time. And uh, there were just a lot of bad breaks this year, and I think we got to the point to where it was just time for a change. And then there's this one. People think we're so broken. But I'm not sure. I don't know that we're as broken as maybe people think. I mean, our record is terrible. But when you look at the talent on this team, we've got a lot of talent. We've just got to make sure that they're all playing together. What do you think of those? I mean, the first one, I, the the first quote about, you know, he was the hardest working coach. That one just, just that with the bad breaks and everything, that just doesn't sound like, <laughs> doesn't sound like a coach that should have been fired, to be honest just the way he said it all. But at the same time, you know, you look at the track record, you see why. And, say, and then the second one, I think it, he's got a point to an extent of like, yeah, they've got some pieces, but there is a lot of depth that needs to get filled out. There's a lot of just free agent stuff that needs to get figured out. There's a lot of just across the board. Like you said, there's holes, there's holes everywhere. So the broken thing, I, I kind of get where he was going with it. There's pieces they can build around, but at the same time, there is a lot, a lot, a lot of decisions that have to go into this, to rebuilding the personnel. You can be a hard worker, and you cannot be good at your job. Now, granted, a lot of the times, hard workers are good at their job, but it's entirely possible. And we said it yesterday on our most recent Cardinals Corner before this emergency episode, which you can find on the Arizona Sports app, ArizonaSports.com, on Tyler's Twitter feed, at TDrake for Sports, at AZ Cards Corner, all of that. But we talked about how Cliff, as a person and as a human, that you couldn't say anything bad about him. A guy who has dealt with so many off-the-field issues and injuries has been a professional through it all. Has he been the most intriguing, interesting, great soundbite professional? Not at all. But a professional no. nonetheless. And I get what Bidwell was saying where... Okay, he comes in, he's the hardest worker, and he talked about that on Hard Knocks, how he didn't work that hard when he got in the league, and that was something that he had to learn as a player. But it doesn't matter if you work hard if you're not good at your job. And not that Cliff is dumb or that Cliff is bad at football and knowledge. and No, that's not the case, but he was way over his head. And it doesn't matter how over, you he- over your head you are. No, it doesn't matter how hard you work if you're way over your head. See, I got there eventually. I was over my head, Tyler. But do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just, it's just the. I, I almost want to know what 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 was he doing then? Because there was just no, there was no progression that we saw. Just working out. He's yeah. Bidwell's like, man. Have you seen his traps? He does not leave the gym. 
<laughs> oh, and I mean, you, you mentioned the uh, you, you mentioned the name. Speaking of hard knock, there uh, there were cameras in there today, so I would assume that that will be shown on Wednesday. You would think. I mean, at least you the press think. conference. I'm not sure exactly what else Hard Knocks is going to bring us at this point. So maybe, who knows, maybe we'll see a little extra. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know, I wouldn't bank on it, but it would it would be nice. So, Tyler, we're not going to go too long here, but there are a couple things I want to touch on before we finish. Number one is, who in Tyler Drake's mind would be not a perfect replacement, but near the top of your list for either candidacy. Um, well, I've got actually, I've got four that I went into depth a little bit more that I'll be posting later tonight. On ArizonaSports.com. On ArizonaSports.com. And, I mean, my four, I'll tell you right now, and you might call me crazy, you might laugh me off the, the podcast, but number one, actually, this is kind of a tie right now. I, I like D'Amico Ryan's man, mm-hmm. and I really like Eric Bieniemy. You did mention Bieniemy right yesterday. There. What? Yeah, did, yeah you... I, I hit on. Yep, yep. So definitely, I think those two. And then from there, I think you have to you have to include Sean Payton from all of the mm-hmm. smoke. There's there's got to be some kind of fire out there. And then here's the last one, and I think you're going to laugh at this one. I I don't know what's going on, but I, for some reason, I've got this feeling that John Harbaugh might be wanting to come back and like Ooh. actually. Not just say stuff to get a better deal over in Michigan, but actually make it back. Well, he's also going to be under investigation as well, or is currently under investigation in Michigan for some... So maybe that makes it a little easier for him to say, I'm going to see you later. And it's hard. All those, I think those are great options. Uh, I would absolutely love any of them, honestly. I, I think that any of them could come in and be a culture changer. I want them to be able to work with Vance Joseph. I want them to be able to sit down and look from an outside perspective. And that's how I feel about general manager as well. And that's nothing against Adrian Wilson or Quentin Harris. I think they're both good football minds. I think that they're going to probably either find a good spot here in Arizona or there are other teams who are reaching out to talk to them or have reached out in past years to talk to them. I, I don't need a retread. I don't need another one of these guys to be fully in charge. Nothing against them personally. I'm sure that they could still help. I'm sure they have great perspective, and I'm sure they are good at their jobs. But sometimes you just need to flip it up and make a switch and make a change. Do you agree on that general manager sense for maybe just those two specific guys? Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, props to those guys for, you know, handling, handling last season, being able to be the co-GMs. And, and, yeah, nothing against them. But I think at this point, it, it's going back to what we said earlier, clean slate it. I mean, why, why not? You already, you've, you've already gone through Cliff. You've already seen Steve leave. You might as well just get some new blood, like we said earlier. Just do it. You have to. You have to change something, especially with a number three overall pick looming, a five-year incredibly large contract looming for your number one overall pick quarterback as he recovers from a knee injury, countless free agents, complete roster turnover, guys retiring There's a lot that's going to change over the next three to four months. And we might not be doing episodes on back-to-back days in the future like this one, but when the news warrants it, we will be here. We'll be here for you at AZ Cards Corner. You can follow Tyler at TDrake for sports to get all your updates on the Cardinals, and he does other reporting as well. We're out of Cardinal season now, Tyler. Congratulations. You can follow me at Eric Ruby. 
And always, you can keep up with us on Arizona Sports. So until next time, guys, enjoy. Get this. I'm a curveball right here. Curveball right here, Tyler. The offseason. We'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>